Thanks for listening to the Courageous Church Podcast. We want you to know that wherever you are, God is with you. We hope this message leaves you feeling loved, encouraged, and courageous. We thank you for tuning in. Courageous Church, courageous people. And now, here's today's message. Well, with, with, uh, with what's going on in our country right now, well, what's happening in our country with this revival that's happening, uh, the first service I spoke on marriage, and I spoke on some really, really important things concerning marriage. Where are my married people at? Wave at me if you're married. Amen. I love you guys. You guys are absolutely amazing. And because the Holy Spirit has thrown me a curveball, I'm going to preach a different message in this service. But here's what's going to happen. Our YouTube, which is absolutely amazing right now, uh, our, our YouTube is an amazing place where I want every single married couple to go back and watch the married watch the married uh, conversation that we had during the 9 o'clock service. But I just have to be obedient to the power of the Holy Spirit and speak what he's telling me to speak in the second service. And so I just ran I just ran a, a, a um, an audible. My tech team has no idea what's happening right now. They're, they're totally panicking, like, what in the world is happening right now, Pastor Green? Don't worry about it. Just put the Courageous Church logo up. If you can, go, uh, go open your Bibles to Luke chapter 8, verse 48. Luke chapter 8, tech team, verse 40. If you can, pull it up. It's great. If not, I know how to read in dramatic presentation and make everybody happy, so don't worry. If you got a Bible, if you got a Bible, if you got a Bible, wave at your boy. Wave at your boy if you got a Bible. If you got a Bible. If you got a digital Bible, throw that digital Bible up. Let me see. Come on. That, that could give the devil a headache, too. I love it. If you got a Bible and you're watching us online, put a uh, put a thumbs up in the chat. If you're watching us online, you got a Bible and you're watching us online, you are part of this experience too. Hey, I want you to know something. When we say hallelujah, you say hallelujah. When we give, you give. When we worship, you worship. When we when we shout in this building about what God is doing and how, how the word is hitting us, we want you to shout right there in your living room or your home or wherever you're watching from. If you're driving, please don't take your hands off the steering wheel to worship. You can worship while driving. In Jesus' name, we want you to remain safe. Amen? All right, are we ready? So I'm going to give you that, guys this word that God has given me from Luke chapter number 8. I like to preach this text at least once a year because I feel like it's something that is uh, at the core and the heart of who I am as a believer. And I believe that this story parallels very, very well the state that we're in right now as a country as it relates to revival. And so I just want to jump in on this revival fire that's brewing around our country right now. It's brewing on the campus of Lee University. It's brewing on the campus of Aubrey and uh, in Kentucky. And I want us to be a part of that. I want us to lean into that too. So I want to preach a text that I think will bring us into the party. Hello, somebody. Look at y'all. Look at the team. They on it. Y'all see that? Luke chapter 8, verse number 40. I'm going to read down to probably the 48th, maybe even further. I'm just going to read till Jesus says stop because I just feel revival in my spirit. Okay, let's just do that. Can we do that? Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Let's go there. It says, so it was when Jesus returned that the multitudes welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. Somebody say Jairus. Come on, say it with a little bit more force. Jairus. And he was the ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at the feet of Jesus and begged him to come with him to his house for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age and she was dying but as he went the multitudes thronged him 
Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had, not, who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment. She came from behind him and touched the border of his garment. This is a bad woman right here. She came from behind Jesus while he was in stride and touched the hem of his garment. That girl was crawling super fast in Jesus' name. And Jesus said, who touched me? When I all denied it, Peter and those who were with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you. And you say, who touched me? Peter was the smart mouth one, so he would say stuff. You know, he would just be like, uh, Master, you say uh, we all throng and push. Everybody's touching you. You don't see all these people. But when Jesus said somebody touched me, he meant something different. For he perceived power going out from him. He perceived power going out from me is what he said and when the woman saw that she could no longer be hidden she came trembling and falling down before him she declared in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately and he said to her daughter be of good cheer your faith has made you well go in peace my assignment for the next couple of minutes is to preach to you from the subject of what I believe needs to be happening all around America which is desperate measures I want to preach to you from the subject desperate measures because desperate times calls for desperate measures oh I feel like preaching too let's pray awesome God have your way move on this word let the Holy Ghost breathe on it let it start a fire in the hearts of those that are listening let it cause someone to get up and move from where they are to where you want them to be father I pray for revival fire to burn bright here in the state of Florida yeah revival fire to burn bright right here in the city of Tampa revival fire specifically right here at courageous church to move in Jesus name I thank you for victory in front of us. I thank you for desperation in our hearts like never before. And before we get to the end of this word, may we all be the woman that is desperate, that is reaching for the hem of Jesus. I bless you in Jesus' name. Someone shout amen. Sheesh. Desperate time. Look at your neighbor and say, desperate times calls for desperate measures. Yeah, yeah. If you're taking notes, write down desperate measures as the name of this word. And so I just read from Luke chapter 8, and Luke chapter 8 is probably one of the most fascinating chapters in all of the Bible. It's probably one of the most decorated, most eventful chapters uh, that deal with Jesus, and Jesus is now flowing in his ministry. Jesus is not baby Jesus anymore. We've now behold the lamb, we've passed that stage. John the Baptist baptizing him, we passed that stage. Jesus is in full throttle and full ministry, and he is stepping and moving in power and might and strength and signs and miracles. And so here we are in chapter 8 of this amazing book in Luke chapter 8, and Jesus is now moving throughout the city. He's doing things, and you see a couple of things that happen before we get to this particular passage found in verse 40. You see earlier on in Luke chapter 8, the parable of the sower, where it talks about how some seed fell on stony ground. Some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds ate it up. Some seed fell on good ground in the soil, and 
and it bear and it bared fruit. And so so it talks about the sow, the seed and the sower. And 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 as I begin to look at this, I, I looked at chapter eight. I was like, well, you know, we could talk about the, the power of the sower because oftentimes we're, we're focused on the seed. And I need to make sure that the seed is good. You know, I need good seed in my life. I need I need I need some good seed. But the truth is, is that does the so does the seed have good soil to go into? Because you got to be good soil in order to receive a good seed. Come on, somebody. You can't be stubborn and expect God's miracle signs and wonders to fall on your life. You got to be open and you got to be ready to receive what he has for you just as good as the seed is ready to give it to you. Amen. And then you keep more working your way down chapter eight. You see Jesus and, and, and he calms the sea with his disciples. They're there. They're freaking out. They're going crazy because the way the ways of the sea are coming. And let me tell you something. This has to be some kind of tsunami because these are these are these are, are men who are uh, uh, skilled on the sea. These these men have been out here before. These are fishermen. They know how water is. They're not scared of water. But for the water to rage at this level, it had to be something serious for them to panic like they did. But I love the fact that Jesus wakes up, rebukes the wind and the wave and rebukes them for their lack of faith. And he goes back to sleep. I love this because Jesus is there with them. And, and, and I would rather be in a boat with with crazy stuff, waves tossing all around me with Jesus than on the banks safe without him. Oh, I don't know about you, but I want to be out there where the action is. Put me where the revival fire is about to happen. Put me in the game where things are about to take off. I don't want to be stuck on the sideline. I want to be in the game. Somebody say, put me in. Could preach that, but I didn't want to do that either. And you keep walking down chapter eight. I told you it's a fascinating book. It's a fascinating chapter. Jesus sees a demoniac a person. He's 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 got a demonic demonic spirit in him. Jesus rebukes the spirit out of this man, this demonic spirit out of the man, and then he sends the man back to where he came from as an evangelist. I love this because Jesus shows us a sign. He shows us that you don't necessarily have to do things the, the orthodox way. You see, because uh, most of us would say, if he just had a demon in him, he shouldn't be testifying, saying nothing. He should probably be uh, going to growth track and getting his life together before he has anything to say, because that brother just had a demon in him just a couple minutes ago. <laughs> the demon right there. Ah, right there. It was right there. You didn't see it. I saw it. But I love how Jesus breaks protocol because he wants you to understand that whoever he chooses, he's going to use. That's what I love about this, this revival fire that's happening right now. It's happening with young, unskilled young people who don't have all the degrees, who don't have all of the experience, who don't have all the stuff that you think is necessary for a move of God, but yet they are inhabiting the praise of God where they are. God's spirit is moving right where they are because they're just hungry for the presence of God. And if I can just get somebody that's just hungry for my presence, I'll use them. I'm looking for some young person. I'm looking for some old person who still says I'm still hungry enough to be used by you. The young man had a demon that came out of him. He was so grateful. He was ready to go and testify about the goodness of God. And then we get to Jairus and this daughter and this man who has a daughter who has been sick and she is 12 years old old. Now you got to understand this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And if you're, if you're taking notes, if this is a big deal, I'm going to give you your first point in just a second, but I want you to see the setting because 
I'm a bit of a movie buff, so I like watching stuff. And as you come in this room, you'll see things look good. I'm serious about the aesthetics of things. So I like seeing things in a certain way. And so I'm looking at this text and I'm seeing the situation. Jesus is stepped into the city. Now, you got to understand, I'm not just talking about the president. I'm not just talking about the governor. I'm not just talking about uh, uh, the city councilman. I'm not just talking about any of those great people. I'm talking about Jesus, the king of glory, the son of Mary and the son of God. I'm talking about Jesus, the rose of Sharon. I'm talking about Jesus, the bright and the morning star. I'm talking about Jesus, the Messiah. I'm talking about Jesus, the peacemaker. I'm talking about Jesus, the anointed one. I'm talking about Jesus, the grace giver. And here he is showing up in the city with the, with the, with, with the godly lean and he's walking into this city. And you got to understand people are losing their minds because they have heard about the signs, the miracles, and the wonders, and they just want to get close so they can see what Jesus is about to do. Jesus is in the city. Jesus is in the city. Jesus, can you imagine Jesus walking down the streets here in Tampa? Can you imagine Jesus walking down Water Street? Can you imagine Jesus walking down Henderson Avenue right here next to the church? Can you imagine Jesus showing up, walking down Tampa Avenue or Florida Avenue? Jesus shows up, and when Jesus shows up, they know that things won't be the same, so they want to get close so they can watch the miracles and the signs and the wonders that he's about to perform somebody say Jesus is in the building yeah when Jesus is here things aren't the same Jesus when Jesus shows up you can't remain the way that you are when Jesus shows up he changes you it is impossible to come into the presence of Jesus and remain the same you have to change when you come into the presence of Jesus because he changes you just by his presence alone Jesus is in the building and he is there and he's making his way through the city can you see his disciples trying to help him scuffle down the road can you see them trying to help him get down to where he's trying to go and Jairus has told him that his daughter is about to die and he's trying to make his way there and everybody starts whispering oh oh she's about something's about to happen Jesus is about to move something's about to happen it's about to happen oh my gosh we're about to see a miracle we're about to see a sign we're about to see it and they're pressing against him They're pressing against Jesus and they're trying to see where he's going and what he's doing, which brings me to my first point. Are you ready? Write this down. First point I want you to observe is the woman. I said all of this that I just said. I gave all of this hype that I just gave to set you up for a woman who's standing by the side watching the crowd build on their way to Jairus' house. Now, this woman is interesting because I can only call her a woman. I would love to address the woman by her name, but the text doesn't mention her name. Sheesh. This is interesting because anytime you don't see a name mentioned in text, anytime they say the woman with the issue of blood, anytime they say the woman at the well, it's an opportunity for injecture. It's an opportunity for you to say me at the well. It's an opportunity for you to say Jackie with Jesus. And now it's an opportunity for you to insert yourself in the story. And so this woman has no name. She is nameless in this story they just say that she is a woman she is a woman she is a woman and not only is she a woman but she's also a woman with an issue oh this is good 
issue. Anybody in the room can relate to having an issue. All the rest of y'all lying. Real good. With your good Christian self right here in this Christian church. Issues are not prejudiced to people. Issues live in all of us in some form or fashion. If I walk around long enough, it won't take five minutes for some of y'all. Your issue will manifest if I follow you out this church. Some of your issues will manifest as you walk across Florida Avenue and somebody speeds past you. We'll see that you have an anger spirit of issue or so inside of you that you like to talk crazy to people who call, who drive crazy past you. And you, you did you know, Now you didn't say the name of Jesus. I didn't hear Jesus come out. I, I, I didn't see holy hands raised. I saw another hand raised when you walked past the people because all of us have issues if we're going to be absolutely honest. And this woman is not just a woman, but she's got an issue. And not only does she have an issue, but it's lasted for 12 years. Can you imagine how she must feel having an it? Now, let me just talk to my women. Women, holla at your boy. Uh-huh, y'all, some of y'all don't want to holler at me. Like, oh, what we about to talk about? Who? Oh, oh, I don't know. What you about to say, pastor? An issue that should have only lasted three to five days. Amen, ladies. Three in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm with y'all. Hallelujah. But it lasted. Can you imagine she's going through? Yeah, 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 yeah. Three days turns to five. It's a little longer than expected. Okay, all right, I understand. Five days turns to ten. We got ourselves a problem. Ten days turns to a month. I need to go see a doctor. Some of y'all like on day six, we going to the doctor. <laughs> she goes to the doctor and she spends all of her resources on the doctor. See, her, her, her insurance didn't cover. Her, her, her deductible wasn't fulfilled yet. And so she had to come out of pocket to see the doctor. And she, 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 she don't have a flexible spending account. She, she, she don't have it. And so she's spending out of her own pocket to see the doctor and her. And they give her a, a, a prescription that usually fixes this issue and it still doesn't fix. Somebody say, mm. One month turns to two. She tries the medication, doesn't work. Expensive medication. Now she's going to go to a holistic doctor because she got to see somebody else because the other doctor didn't know. She had a friend. Said, girl, you need to go see the holistic doctor because he know what to do. He's going to give you some of them natural herbs and spices and he's going to get you nices, okay? He's going to get you, girl. He got you. And so she goes to the natural doctor and she tries to get, it, get, get things in the move, moving in the right direction. Still not fixed. Two months turns into six months now she's in an absolute panic because this should not have this should not continue to persist six months turns to a year and a year turns to two and now can you imagine what she must feel like she's tried everything she can to stop this problem she's tried every doctor that they told her to go see she saw every holistic person that she could she's googled everything she could find and it still has not fixed her issue I need you to understand the level of desperation that this this woman is in she has tried 
everything. What do you do when you have an issue and you've tried everything you can? You've tried everything. You've tried every resource. You've tried every person. You went every direction you can, but your issue still won't fix. She's in a dangerous place now. Her mind is in a dangerous place now because when you get desperate to fix your issue, you'll do whatever it takes to fix it because I just need this to stop. I just need this to stop. And then you need to understand when you have this type of issue and you were where she was from, you were ceremoniously unclean. That means that you couldn't come around the public and you couldn't come around the temple and you couldn't go to church. Oh my gosh, what do you do when you have a problem that keeps you from being around other people and it's isolating you now? It's not bad enough that she has an issue that persists. She now has to be isolated and away from people and away from folks who could bring her comfort and away from the word that could bring her support and she is now isolated with her issue, which is what the devil wants to do with all of us. He wants to isolate isolate us with our issues and make us feel like we're the only ones that have that kind of issue, that we're the only ones thinking crazy like that, that we're the only ones having issues with our marriage. We're the only one having problems with our money. And he makes us feel like we're alone and we're by ourselves. And he magnifies the issue even more because the devil's voice gets loud when you get alone. That's why the Bible says, that God told Adam, it's not good, Adam, that you are alone. Let me create somebody for you so you can have somebody around you speaking some sense to you. Because it's not alone for you to be alone with you. And here she is alone with her own self. You notice that it doesn't say that her and her friends sat by waiting. Oh, this is good. Because some issues will even make your friends desert you. Notice that it doesn't say her mama was there letting her lean her head on her shoulder. It's going to be all right, baby. Nobody was there with her. Nobody. Everybody had deserted her. Everyone had walked away. The doctors could not fix it. And she's now 12 years sitting by the road. As this man named Jesus shows up. Sheesh. Now you got to understand she was so excited because she heard about this man named Jesus and she heard that he could perform miracles and signs and wonders and she heard that he could do some stuff and she heard about the she heard about the woman at the well she heard she she heard she heard about some stuff she heard about how he turned water into wine at the at the wedding at Canaan she heard that Jesus healed the centurion soldier's servant she heard about Jesus healing the man that was lame for 38 years and he told him to stand up by the pool of Bethesda by the fire Porsches and as he stood up he said will thou be made whole and he was made whole instantly she heard how he picked up his mat and walked away after being lame in his legs for years and she said just maybe just maybe just maybe this man named Jesus might be able to do something to save me too from my issue so something happens next which I want you to take note of which is the crowd we leave the woman. Now we're paying attention to the bigger crowd around her because I want to show you something before this woman gets her miracle. We all read the text. We know she's going to get what she came for. Actually, she's going to get more than what she came for. I'm going to show you that in a minute. We see a crowd of people around her that unfortunately is prohibiting her from being able to get to Jesus. 
Now, I start asking myself the question, why would this woman wait to step out to get to Jesus? Now, I begin to see this crowd of people that the Bible describes that were around her that were. Now, this is how I know the crowd was around Jesus and she couldn't get to him. The Bible describes the crowd as throgging Jesus. When you look up the word throg, it means to crush or to press against. And so these people were so close to Jesus, his disciples, the folks who wanted to see a sign and miracle wonder, that she couldn't even get to Jesus. Imagine having somebody who needed a touch from Jesus close to you and close around you, and Jesus is right there, but she can't, they can't get to Jesus because you're in the way. Now, I say in the way because they didn't need a miracle from Jesus. They were just there to watch one. I think we should be very careful as revival begins to brew in our country of who we make way for so that they can get to Jesus. I think we ought to be careful with the type of mindset that we have when we think about being a believer and we come into settings like this and the gospel is being preached and we turn our nose up at certain individuals and we forget that Jesus came not just to touch you and your issue, boo-boo, but he came to touch them too. I think it's easy to forget that he came to seek and save that which was lost. I think it's easy to forget that he came to see all things made new. I think it's easy for us to forget in our hallelujah moments and our wonderful expressions of worship and our light and our lighting and everything that's wonderful and that's nice. Sometimes it's easy to overlook those who need Jesus the most. And can I tell you something? He's so concerned about those who are out there who need him, who have issues, so much so that he'll leave the 99 sheep to go and find the one. Oh, I thank God that he left the 99 to come find me. I don't know about you, but I remember where I was. I remember how jacked up I was. I remember my issues. I remember very well the type of problems I was dealing with when Jesus showed up in my life. And my heart breaks every time I think about it because he, he left the 99 to come save little old me, to come save little old Ontario, to save the kid from the hood, to save the kid that been to 16 different elementary schools, to save the kid that was abandoned as a child, to save a kid who didn't have the things that he needed as a child to save a kid like me, to save a wretch like me. And we all need to remember where we were when Jesus found us so that we can get out of the way so he can find others too. I want to be a church that makes way for those who have issues so they can get to Jesus. I never want to be so consumed with moving forward as a church that we forget to touch the people along the way. Can I, I need a better amen than that. I need more than the right side clapping. I need this left side to make some noise up in this joint. What kind of church are we? Yeah. And so the crowd was crushing my man Jesus. She couldn't get there. She was doing her thing. And, and it's so easy to become religious in our approach to Christianity, and if we're going to ready ourselves for revival, we have to leave religion and adopt relationship. 
Let me help you. Let me help you. See, religion says I checked the box. Religion says I came to church twice a month. I'm good. Religion says I served once a month. I'm good. Religion says I showed up. I did my thing. I'm good. Religion says I gave, didn't I? Relationship says I do this because you allow me to. Relationship says I'm coming to church because you came for me when I wasn't churchy. Religion, uh, 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 relationship says that I love you because you first loved me. Relationship says I remember how messed up I was, but yet you still wanted something to do with me. That is relationship. And if you have a, a relationship with God from the basis of relationship thought pr- uh, frame versus religion, then you get more out of being connected to him. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And you remain sensitive to the things that he's sensitive towards. And so when you're in relationship with someone, they communicate to you about what's important to them. We're in relationship series now, right? When you're in relationship with God, he reminds you of what's important to him and those who are important to him. And here is this woman realizing that no one's going to make way for her. Oh, this is good. So we get to my next point after we leave this crowd of people who were not focused on her at all, we get to the next point, which is what I call the reach. Somebody say the reach. The reach reach is important because the reach is the moment in time where the woman decides to rid herself of her excuses of why she can't get to Jesus. Oh, this is good right here. This is good. this, this, This woman... I didn't know you guys had the graphic. It's great. This this woman is so desperate that I need you on keys. It's going to sound better with keys behind me. I'm going to freeze frame. I'm going to freeze frame until he gets in spot. Is Is he in place? My thigh is starting to hurt. This woman is in place and she is in a very interesting spot now I need you to also understand something about her condition when you've been bleeding for this long you are you are powerless I mean you you barely got strength 12 years bleeding every day the Bible says that she didn't even have enough strength to stand straight up when you search this text they said she walked like this This was her posture. She was in a low place and everybody else was standing up high. She was slumped over and everybody else was standing tall. She reached a place in her desperation for God that she didn't even allow not having energy to be an excuse why she wouldn't become desperate enough to reach for Jesus. I need you to see this. I need you to see this. I need you to see this because it's important for you to feel what happens as this thing closes and comes to an end. This woman says, it's not even good enough that I'm stooped over. This woman gets desperate enough that she says, I can't get to him standing up because I can't touch him over everyone else's shoulders. She says, I'm going to get low enough 
think I see his sandals. I, I think I see his robe in the midst of the crowd. And she begins to slowly crawl and make her way. Pain and all, she starts to crawl. Issues and all, she starts to crawl. And she makes her way to a place where her desperation actually breaks through the crowd, where she actually gets to the feet of Jesus. She said, I'm not going to allow any excuse in my life, any inconvenience that I'm experiencing. I'm not going to allow the fact that I've got a 12-year issue. I'm not going to allow the fact that I'm angry. I'm not going to allow the fact that I'm dealing with depression to stop me from reaching for Jesus. Because if Jesus is in the room, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to the feet of Jesus. And this is the desperation that God is looking for from his children. This woman is modeling something that we all need to mimic in our lives with him. And that is that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm desperate for your touch. I'm desperate for you to move in my life. I'm desperate for you to change me from within. I'm desperate to be something different than I am. And she, she gets desperate enough to abandon all of her excuses. Crawling through the crowd, being stepped on by people. Folks aren't even focused on her. They're trying to see a miracle. And she presses through her pain to reach for power. She presses through her pain to reach for Jesus. And I wonder if there are anyone in this room who can relate to this woman who decided that I'm not going to live with this issue one more day that if Jesus is in the room I heard that one touch from Jesus can change everything and when this woman reaches and she gets close enough to touch Jesus everything changes I love the text I'm in love with the scriptures because it says a word that blows me away. It says when she touched Jesus, it said immediately. I like that big word right there. That said immediately. You know what that means? That means it didn't take long at all for her situation to change. The Bible says immediately she was made whole. Immediately her issue persisted. Uh, uh, stopped. Uh, uh, it stopped. It, it, the flow stopped right when she touched him. Because when you touch Jesus, things change. I need you to understand that this is the same God of the Old Testament who would call down fire. This is the same God in the New Testament who would move through his disciples. And it is the same God today that will change you if you are desperate enough to reach for him. And I believe that her desperation set the tone for her transformation. Wow, I never saw that before. Because she got desperate enough to push past her issue, her pain, her posture, to get to the feet of Jesus. She had to move faster than everybody else was moving on her knees. And she finally gets to a place where she touches his 
hem of his garment. And I need you to understand that everything changed in that moment. She was no longer a woman with an issue of blood. She, matter of fact, her name changed. Did you see it? Y'all didn't see it. I need you to look at your text. Uh, let's go back to this. Did you see she got a name change? She got an upgrade. Because when you touch Jesus, he not only changes your nature, he changes your name. And your name always comes with a nature change. Look at this. The Bible says here, it says, it says, it says to this, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now when the woman saw, this is 47, now when the woman saw that she was that she could no longer be hidden, she came trembling and falling before him and declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason that she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Did you see the name change? She went from woman with the issue of blood in the text to now daughter. Wait a minute, if Jesus is calling her daughter, that means she's not only a daughter, but she's a daughter of the Most High God. And because she's a daughter of the Most High God, her nature has been changed. And when God touches you, I need you to understand that he not only wants to change your, your, your situation, he also wants to change your relationship with him. And when you touch Jesus, he takes you from being a something that everybody else would call you, a woman with the issue of blood a woman with a problem a man with the issue a man with the problem to now being a daughter of the most high a son of the king and I need you to understand God is changing your name and he's changing your nature and the solution is desperation I wonder what God could do in this room right now right now I feel the anointing present for people who are desperate for him. I wonder if you could become like this woman with the issue of blood to be desperate enough. She had a reason not to be desperate. She had a reason not to get on her knees. She had a reason not to crawl through the crowd, but she didn't allow any of that to stop her. I wonder what's stopping you this morning from being desperate enough to needing a touch from Jesus because I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for and you. I, I, right there where you stand, just lift your hands. I'm desperate right there, for just, you. Come on, is that your cry today? Is that your cry? Come on, let that be your prayer today. As we close this service, I just, desperation. Come on, desperation in this room. I'm lost without you. Desperation online as you watch right now. Yeah. Lord, we're desperate for you. We need you to touch us. We're reaching for and you right I, now. Yeah. I'm desperate for you. Stay right there. Stay right there in that state of desperation. Stay right there. God's going to change you right there. And I, Right now, right where you are, if you sense desperation in your heart and you know like you know 
this is a moment where you don't need to be shy or you don't need to be shameful about the issues that you're dealing with that you walked in this room carrying and you know in this moment you need to reach for Jesus. I want you to meet me at this altar right now. I want to pray for some people who need to reach for Jesus. Don't come to the altar for me. Come for Jesus. He's in the room right now. Get out of your seat. Meet me at this altar. If this is your moment and you know it, you know that this is a moment where God is calling you to take your desperation for him to another level. I want you to come up here and find a spot at this altar. I want you to find a place where you can make peace with God and talk to him. I want you, I want you to find a place up here. I just want you to, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Hold on, Jaden, hold on. I want you to come up here and get low because the miracle happened in a low place. I forgot to say that in the scripture. Because she was in a low place, her pride was low. What, she, what others thought about her was low. Her posture was a place where she could receive from him. And I think often too much, we have a high and haughty posture when we come to the Lord about what we need from him. And so I want you to come up here and I want you to create space. Move this chair here for me, Colton, if you can, so people can come forward. Just stack it over onto the next one right here. Move that chair on the other side for me too, if you can, just stack it on the other one. We got room up here on this right side. I just want you to come up here and find a place where you can just get in the face of Jesus and let him know how desperate you are from him. Come on, come on. That's what's going to cause revival to happen here in Tampa is people that are desperate enough. We need desperation. And I, and I, and I, take it up, take it up. I'm desperate for you. That's it. And I, that's it. Come on. Don't wait for the preacher to touch you. Make peace with God. I'm lost without you. That's it. Jesus, That's it. Jesus. Jesus. And I. That's it. I'm desperate for you. Come on, let that be your cry this morning. Right there where you're watching. If you're watching us from home, just make an altar right there in your home. Desperate. I'm desperate for you. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Jesus. This is my daily prayer. Father, I thank you for desperation. I thank you for the desperation in this room. God, whatever issues that they brought to this altar, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would meet them right where they are in this moment, Father God. I thank you. I thank you that you hear their desperation. I thank you that you hear them. You see their desperation in this moment. And I pray just like the woman with the issue of blood, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that instantly, immediately, Father God, you're going to come and you're going to move on their behalf, Father God. Yes, because we're desperate for you. We're desperate for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We're desperate for you, Father. We're desperate for you, Father. We need you to move in our lives. We need you to show up for our children. We need you to move on our marriages in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'm desperate for you, Lord. Thank you for desperation in this room. Yes. I'm desperate yes. for you. Yes, yes, Can yes, I yes. Can I touch you, Jesus? Yes. Oh.
lead to worship. Raise your hands right there where you are on your knees. That's it. That's it. Come on. I'm desperate for you. for your son, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for desperation. Thank you for desperation. Yes. 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 Let desperation rise in our church. Yes. Let us see our need for you, Father. Let us see our need for you, Father. Yes. desperation that I sense in this room Father I pray that as we turn our hearts towards you and we present our issues at your feet like this woman did wow didn't even see that before she brought her issues to the feet of Jesus so Lord right now as we make that choice to bring our issues to you instead of other people as we make our way in this moment to honor your presence. God, I pray right now as we present issues to you. Yeah, go ahead. Right there where you are, I just want you to symbolically move your hands forward like you're putting your issue at the feet of Jesus. If it's hurt, put it at the feet of Jesus. If it's, if it's pain, put it at the feet of Jesus. Come on, if it's, if it's, dis, if it's depression, put it there. If it's lust, if it's poor self-esteem, put it right there at the, at the feet of Jesus. He's right here in this moment. I want you to leave it at his feet because he's going to change you as you put it at his feet. And as you put it at his feet, I'm speaking over your life right now that as you put it at his feet, you're going to leave it there when you stand up. My God, it's not coming back to your seat with you. It's not, it's not walking away with you. You're going to put it at, it at his feet. And he's going to change you as you put it at his feet. In the name of Jesus, he's changing you as 
as you're putting your issues at his feet. He's, he's rearranging your life as you put it at his feet. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for healing. In the name of Jesus, healing in the body. In the name of Jesus, right now, Father, someone needs you to heal their body just like you did this woman with the issue. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, that medical issues are being healed right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, that you're causing healing to come on the inside, Father. Whatever is wrong, whatever is out of place, Father, we speak in the name of Jesus that by your stripes we are healed. In your presence we are healed. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for men who will bow their knee at your name, who will give their lives over to you, who will say, you are my King and my Lord. right now father for changing us for changing us and I pray father that as I close this prayer that we all leave here no longer associating ourselves with our issues but associating ourselves as sons and daughters of the most high God Woo. that should put a smile on your face right there you are a son I don't think you heard me. I said every single one of you who brought your issues to the feet of Jesus, you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And He wants to give you a hope and a future. So as you stand to your feet, I need you to stand up knowing that you are a changed person. And that God has renewed you. God has restored you. God has transformed you. In the name of Jesus. Wow. As you stand to your feet, I need you to stand up as a son or a daughter of the Most High God. That's it. That's it. That's it. I thank you, Father, for these sons and daughters of the Most High God. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we would leave this room with victory in our hearts knowing that you have transformed and changed us. Lord, I thank you for every issue that was put at your feet right now. I pray, Father, that we would leave that issue there and that you are changing us from within as we have put our issues at your feet. We bless you and thank you for whatever transformation you caused to happen in our lives. And just as the woman with the issue of blood came and she's no longer called the woman with the issue, I thank you that today we are no longer associated by our issue. Father, I speak against guilt. I speak against shame in the name of Jesus shame no more shame off you in the name of Jesus whom the Son sets free is free indeed I speak freedom and liberty over your people that we would leave here knowing that we are your sons we are your daughters in Jesus name we pray amen 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 you make your way back to your seat amen come on keep clapping till you make to back to your seat I'm a son of the Most High. Don't mess with me. I'm a son of a king. My father is a bad mamma jamma. Don't mess with me. God loves me. Sheesh.
God. You know that singing with us. thank you that you are a way maker you keep every promise you promised in your word that you'd heal us you promised in your word that you'd set us free you promised in your word that salvation would come to us if we called on your name and so God in this crazy moment as we close y'all stick with me I just feel God doing something I don't see anybody leaving so we're okay just stay put here. I just feel the Holy Spirit doing something. There are people in this room right now who you need to give your life to Jesus. We just had a moment in his presence. But I want to invite you to be in his presence for eternity. If you're in this room and you need to accept him as your Lord and Savior, you need to make him your Lord you want more than just a goosebump moment at an altar call. But you want to leave this room with him, that he leads your life, that he changes you and transforms you, that you allow him to guide you and to lead your life the way that he designed you. If you're in this room and if you're watching online and you want to give your life to Jesus, I just want to include you in my closing prayer. If you're in this room, can you wave at me if you want to give your life to Jesus? I see you. I see you. That, sh that hand popped up quick. Anybody else? Hold on. Don't clap. There's some more people. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? You want to give? I see you. Yeah, I see you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting on you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Anybody else? Anybody else? You want to give your life to Jesus? I just want to pray with you. It's going to be the beginning of your walk with Jesus. We're going to help you with the rest of the walk. We're going to walk with you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I just want to leave a moment, five seconds to receive Jesus. If you need to get in, you need to, if you're not sure, just raise your hand. If you're not sure, yeah, hey, I don't know, man. Maybe I need to do that again. I don't know. If you're here, yeah, I just need to make sure. I want to make sure. Listen, revival is sweeping our country right now. God's up to something. It's very close to him coming back. I want to make sure that we're all in a good place if he does. Anybody else? Three more seconds. If you need Jesus, you want to receive him. If you're watching us online, can you put a hand in the chat? We're ready to receive. If you're ready to receive you. We got people ready to pray for you right there, right there where you're watching from. We're going to make sure that we say a prayer that includes you to anybody else. Two more seconds. If you need Jesus, two more, two more. Anybody else? You need Jesus. One more. I, I see you. I see you. Anybody else? Anybody else? One more second. One more second. One and a half second. One and a half. Anybody else? I'm with you. This is why we came here today. You're important. Thank you. All six of you that raised your hand for Jesus in this room, I want to pray a prayer with you. And I want everyone in this room to say this prayer with me so they don't feel alone. We all did this prayer. I did it a couple of times. Amen. Anybody else did it a couple of times? I had to do it a couple of times. This is the most important moment of your life. 
in the most important prayer you'll ever say in your life. And I want you to mean it when we say this. Because Jesus is about to come into your heart. He's going to come in with his friend called the Holy Spirit. He's going to start leading you and guiding you and convicting you of stuff you do wrong. And leading you on how to do things right. And so that's about to happen when we say this prayer. So I need you to be ready. Are you ready? You ready online? Let's say this prayer together. Say, Father, I invite you into my heart right now to live inside of me, to lead me and guide me, to teach me your ways, to show me how to live my life. Lord, right now, I confess the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, saving me from sin. And this day, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead with all power in his hand, that he cheat death in the grave, that he's no longer dead, but he's alive. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, somebody grab your hands in here. Oh, you can do a little better than that. We have six people in this room say yes to Jesus. I wish I had a church that was desperate enough to remember where you were when you said yes to Jesus. So listen, this is how this works. We're about to close this service. We're going to all go and eat brunch. The Baptists beat us today. Don't worry. We'll get them next Sunday. <laughs> and we're going to leave this room, go get something to eat. But I need you to understand, those of you guys who raised your hand for salvation, we want to walk with you. That means I need you to show up to church next week. Don't let the devil keep you from showing up to church next week. He's going to do everything he can to keep you from showing up to this place where God's spirit is moving and you're going to grow in him. So show back up at this place. After the service is over with, go and see the people with the orange iPads and give your information to them so we can make sure we get you in the next steps so that you can become all that God wants you to be. We're going to walk this out with you. You don't have to do it alone. We got your back. Amen? All right, everyone stand to your feet. Let's get ready to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, find that Leland. The name of the group is Leland. You got it? Good. See? My people in the spirit. I love it. I need that song to play in the room when we say amen. I just feel God doing something here. I'm honored to pastor a church that has hunger. I'm honored to pastor a church that has hunger for him. Amen? If this stuff all busted up and broke, I, didn't, I don't need none of it. As long as I got the presence of God and people who are hungry for the presence like that, I think we can put the devil on the run. Y'all, I, I, I just want to be honest with you. I want to see revival come to Tampa so bad. I, I want to see, I want to see, I want us to be a part of this revival that's happened in our country. And it's going to take us all to be desperate enough to see that happen. So this week, keep your posture desperate. And let's see what God's going to do. Amen. Let's remain prayerful. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. Bless them so tremendously that they have to be a blessing to others. I pray, Father, that good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, blessing would hit their lives like Ephesians 3 and 20 speaks of. 
And Lord, I pray right now for open doors this week that no man can shut. I pray for business deals and opportunities. I pray for the right person to put them in front of that's making the choices and the decisions. Put their resume at the top, God. Put their application at the top, Father. Let them stand out because they are your sons and your daughters. My goodness, they're not leaving as themselves. They're leaving as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And I thank you that they will carry themselves with God's swagger as they leave this room. Lord, I pray that great blessing would chase them down and that you would cover and keep them safe from hurt, harm, and danger, Father. I thank you that you would keep them from danger seen and unseen. No weapon formed against you this week would be able to prosper. I cover you, your children, and your children's children. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. Courageous Church. We'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel to hear more messages like this one. If you like what you heard, please share with your family and friends. Don't forget to connect with us on our website at courageouschurch.online. Courageous Church. Courageous People.